Alrighty guys, welcome to episode 7 of my new podcast, Bible Talk. So today is a very special day because I'm having my first guest on this podcast. So I'm going to let them introduce themselves and so we get rolling. I'm Jacqueline Ortiz. And I'm Jose Ortiz. So you might have heard Ortiz, yes their siblings, yes. So... These are two of my closest friends. One my friend and one's ugly. Yeah, <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking. So, it's all love here. So, we're gonna pray and we can get started. Would you guys like to pray or would you like me to pray? Alright. Heavenly Father, Father Lord, thank you for another day of life, Father Lord. Bless those who are behind the screen father lord listening to this father lord may they get something out of it father because all, all we want to do is do your will father spread your gospel father spread your word father lord so that for people that don't know you can know you more father lord because you change our lives father lord, for the better father lord and we just want to share that for with other people father lord thank you jesus amen and amen, amen. so if you guys turn Turn with me to your Bibles. Romans 8, 38 and 39. So, just... I can give you a few minutes, a few seconds, so we can get rolling with this. So, while you're doing that, I'm going to ask our guests a few questions. Okay. How does, it, how does this feel? really exciting and it's something new for me um i actually feel i don't know i feel the you know the holy ghost um i know that god's gonna do something you know awesome and it's not because of us it's because of him and so i'm really excited too it's gonna be really fun so we all know the bible is just a bunch of prophecies stories that came true so this is going to be very particular to the things we're reading because it's things that are struggling right now in, in, our world, in our world right now. So, Romans 8, 38, and 39. Are you guys ready? Yep. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels or demons, neither the pre- present nor the future, nor any power, neither high nor death, nor anything else in all creation will be able to spread us, separate us from the love of God that is Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. So what do you guys take out of that? Because we all have different parts when we're reading when our preacher or pastor is reading, we each take something different from what they're what the Bible is saying. Um, so while I'm reading this text, um, I've read it a few times now, and every time I read it, uh, I think about the countries that are persecuted, and I think about how blessed we are to not be persecuted at this moment, and not only physical persecution but persecution in schools like bullying and stuff like that and um, I think about how 
even in our deepest emotions and our darkest times, God's not never gonna leave us, and that His love can surround us. But well, why, why do you think that that they physically and emotionally attack us? Um, I think that now more than ever, teens are really um, they're open about depression and about sad feelings, and they think it's normal now. So I think that more people are receiving it as something that's normal, and this is why they think it's okay that they're feeling it. And um, I've actually experienced some dark times myself, and uh, at the end of the tunnel, God has always been there. So I believe that His love does surround me. Um, well, me, I look at it at the end, right, and it says, um, "Separate us from the love of God," right? So, you know, nothing we can do can separate us from the love of God. So. It says in the Bible, you know that, and this, you know that, um, He first loved us, right? And that's why we love. And because He first loved us, um, nothing can separate us from His love, because His love is true. And um, His love, well, nothing can break, you know, true love that is of Jesus, because He, you know, He gives us the true love. So what I'm trying to, you know, what I'm getting from this is that, you know, even if you're Christian or not Christian, God's gonna love you, you know. Nothing can separate, you know, the love that He has for you, but you do, you know, hide. Well, the sin that you have, you know, in your life does hide the face of God, you know, in your life. And so things might not go, you know, good or, or you know, the way you want it to. You know, it says, you know, neither death nor life, angels nor principalities nor powers nor things present nor things to come, right? Like nothing can separate you from the love of God, you know. And if you're a child of God, you know, and you have a relationship with God, you know that nothing's going to separate you. You know that God's going to stay with you. You know, and even through, like, deserts, you know, and um, being in the wilderness and having those dry times, you know, you know that God's going to be in your life, you know. You know that God's still there, you know. He may he may be, you know, taking a step back, you know, trying, um, putting you through trials and storms so that, you know, you can see if you truly love Him. And if you truly love Him, that means that His love, you know, is perfecting you and um you know we are all being made perfect in his love you well know, slowly did are the storms and challenges are they truly from god or they think the devil tries to put those on a path because you see in joel he joel couldn't touch him he he could take things away from him but the devil, the devil can touch him because god allowed him to put those tragedies and challenges in his life to see if he was really faithful. Yeah, I do definitely think that, you know, everything that happens to, you know, um, a true follower of Jesus Christ is for the better. So, you know, God knows what he's doing. If he puts something in your life, he knows that you can take it. You know, he won't um, tempt you more than what you can handle. And so, you know, if you really truly love God, you know, you'll stay by him. You'll stay by God because he is faithful. You know, as our pastor was saying tonight, you know, in his sermon, that, um, He's faithful, right? Even if we're not faithful. Um, God says, you know, I'm going to be faithful. Um, so, what are some tragedies in your life that you knew God was there, but... You, you always had that little doubt in your mind, in your head. Um, while I was growing up, uh, I kind of had absence of my father. And so it was really hard for me to wrap around the idea of a loving father and of someone always being there. 
So every time um, I was separated from my father and we were living alone with my mother, um, I would kind of envision, like I would give my earthly father's image and I would put it on God's face and I would um, sometimes um, not trust God as much as I would because of the father that I had. And um, my father is a really good guy, but um, I did have some challenges with him, which kind of hindered my relationship with God. Um, for me, it was pretty much the same thing. You know, we both lived a pretty rough life. And, um, well, now, you know, more than ever, I know that um, God is with me and, you know, there are some trials, right, where I'm like kind of struggling on my own, you know, trying to do things, trying to get, you know, trying to keep things where they should be and, you know, out of nowhere, there's just like this trial and the storm. And I'm, and I like, in my mind, you know, I know that God's with me and I know that everything's going to be okay and I know that, you know, he never, he will never leave me or, or forsake me. Um, but there's always this like, you know, I need him right now. Which, um, I know in his word it says, you know, he's not going to tempt, tempt us, you know, greater than what we can handle. So it's really weird because, like, there's this doubt, and I know it's from the enemy. And, and I know that I should trust in God, even though I don't feel, you know, his presence at the moment. I know that it's, uh, it's for the better, it's for the greater good. Okay, so, right here, on my pendant, it says First Peter 5 through 7, 5 and 7. Don't worry about a thing. Then another verse says, You're coming by your side, and that's Palms 23 4. So, these verses, what what do they significate by you, with you? Because I have them on my pendant, because it always reminds me that even to my darkest times, to my, to my hard times, He'll always be my, by my side. He will never leave me. What do that put in your life? Well, um, for me, you know, I just, I always feel this loneliness, you know, you know, because there's, you know, well, you can't be filled with anything materialistic, right? You know, us as humans right here, we don't, we look at it as, you know, right now, right here on earth, when we should be looking at it as eternal, right? And whoever, well, the only person that's with us eternally is Jesus, right? From the beginning, you know, since I was born, God's been taking care of me to this day. And I know from now on, He's going to keep taking care of me. And he's always going to be by my side because there's this this thought that I get sometimes. And I haven't really thought of it until I became a Christian, right? Until I actually had a relationship with Jesus. I, I look back in my life and there was this time I was not a Christian at all. You know, I didn't know of God. But there was something, you know, in me. I was just like, okay, God, you know, if you're if you're real, right? Please help me with this anger, because I always knew since I was a kid, like, I was like, I think five years old at the time, and I asked God, you know, help me with this anger, because um, I'm always angry for some reason, right? I was always angry, and I needed uh, I needed peace, right? I needed to be at peace with um, my siblings, because always, I always get mad for, like, any everything. For dumb reasons. For dumb reasons, exactly, and, um, well... That whole entire day, I was at peace, and I, I did not get mad. You know, I was not angry at anybody. 
and and I looking back at it I know that God's been with me since the start you know since the start God will never leave me you know he's proven himself so I know he'll never leave me so I heard you when, the, when you became were you Catholic before a Christian yeah we did um, come from the Catholic religion we weren't always at church right because you know religion isn't gonna suffice right in relationship with Jesus so we did come from from being Catholic and uh, finding the truth which is Jesus so why, why do you think is it, it's hard for Catholics to actually feel the Holy Spirit like Catholics are round up with is it the religion praying to Peter and the Virgin Mary but truly that's not the way. Why do you guys think that they're so involved and caught up with their religion? Um, most of the time, I feel I'd say that they don't believe in the Holy Spirit. And a lot of the times they have a lot of images to rely on and um, figures. And so they really focus on material things. And maybe that's hard for them to feel the Holy Spirit because they don't see that spiritualness in their life. They... Um, maybe don't believe that it's real they don't believe that they will feel it uh, I, I agree with that and uh, just to follow up religion is you know a problem because um, God doesn't want a religion he wants uh, you to have a relationship with him, an active one and a relationship where you are also making the effort you know to to be with God and to be by God and stay by God you know because he is faithful you know and as humans we are not faithful by nature and so religion is just so easy to fall into, you know, to fall into a routine, into something you do regularly, just to say, okay, you know, I'm doing this, I should, that should be enough, when really it's, you put in effort to, to mix it up, right, to be for Jesus, to read his word, you know, to study it, to talk to God, you know, because he is um, our best friend, you know, he is our God, that's all we need, right, we only need God, and so if they are um, without the Holy Spirit, because God is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, you can't just have, you know, one and ignore the rest, right? Like, look at some parts of the Bible and ignore the rest. You need all of it. So, I'm going to start right there to ask this very important question. So, people say that God, the Son, and the Holy Spirit are three different pieces of God. Three, But in reality, it's one. So, why do you think people always say, how can three be one? Do you understand the question or do you want to specific? Um, I think that um, as we know, God, we. Okay, let me explain this out. So, in our society, we use the word God so many times that people use it broadly and it loses its significance. And we need to um, put back the value into that word to see that God has a divine nature and it's actually impossible for us to understand him so i think people can't understand that god is three in one because we use that word so freely yeah i agree with that um because god is you know the trinity right and like like my sister said you know it's really hard to wrap your mind around the fact that god is so complex and amazing um, us as humans, we can't grasp that fact, right? That Jesus is also God, the Holy Spirit is also God, and God is also God, right? In one, you know, 
um, the same mind, the same, <coughs> the same thoughts, right? You know, all in favor of the same thing. And so, you know, it's really hard to wrap your mind around that. But, you know, he says, my thoughts are not your thoughts. Um, my ways are not your ways, right? So it's okay that we can't understand fully. But if we know, you know, that God is God, you know, God is good. That's all we need to know. Okay. So this is so, so interesting talking to certain people about the the experience that we have with God, because some people might cuss at us, might yell at us for speaking the truth. But I, I say this before on another another podcast that people think that Christianity is religion. It's not religion. It's a relationship with God. Like you have a relationship with your family, with your friends. That's a relationship. So why do you think that people think that being a Christian, you have to follow all these type of rules. You can't do anything fun. Why do you guys think that is? Um, I think because most of our society is stuck on the fact that it's a religion that they think that we have to follow rules and um, that's just how we were all raised, I guess. Most of us come from that background and so that's why people have those thoughts in their mind. Yeah, and um, from the beginning, you know, God established, you know, what is right and what is wrong, right? And um, automatically, yes, as humans, we go and we are easily deceived to think and to want, you know, what is sin. and. Um, because of, you know, the sin that first came into the world, you know, Adam um, Adam and Eve disobeying God, you know, we all have an incline to go against what God says, right? And so, that being said, God already established um, what the right things to do are, and we are so used to doing our own thing and um, living in sin that we think of these as rules, right, as religion, as my sister was saying, you know, in the society, we just, we think they're rules when really God has those because if we do anything otherwise we will be broken we will be hurt you know by by life and by the world when he puts these things so that we know that we trust in God that we have his love with us because you know sin is what separates us from God and if we have sin in our life we can't be with God and God wants us to be with him and so he has these things not as rules you know because oh God is strict and he wants you to follow these rules just because it's because he wants us with him and he has these rules so we won't be broken, so that we don't go to hell, so that we are saved by Jesus. So, why do you think that, this goes back, why do you think that it says that the way, people say, why, why does a loving God send people to hell? And it, and it specifically says in the Bible that the way to hell is is a narrow, not narrow, but it's, a, broad. it's broad. Yes, thank you. It's broad, like a highway. But the way to God is narrow is like a short path why do you think people say that why a loving God sends people to hell because it hell was never never meant for humans it, it was meant for devil and his demon angels demons because when Lucifer rebelled against God he took one third of the angels with him why do you think that that the devil is always trying to take away 
the people of God and put them in the net, in the wide open path to hell. Um, I'd say that he's jealous because um, um, he, from the beginning, Lucifer was the um, director of worship in heaven, and ever since he was casted from there, and we now worship God, he doesn't want to see God receiving the glory. Yeah, and so I also think that, you know, the devil is jealous of God. And because God, you know, has his people, the devil wants his people too. And he he obviously says, right, God says the, the path to destruction is broad and many are on it. And the path, you know, to God is narrow and um, few are on it, right, few find it. And that's because, you know, the world hates the light it loves the darkness more and so you know loving God it takes sacrifice and I feel like people don't want to make those sacrifices and um, oftentimes we have to be broken you know to see the the truth you know to see that the world will not give us you know what we want you know that happiness the joy of, of um, loving Jesus and having a relationship with Jesus so I think what people think is loving what people think loving God is so like wrong or like nobody wants to love God is because they love the darkness more and they can't sacrifice so they don't have the strength the strength to sacrifice for the relationship with God when it truly is the best option okay so with that saying that people are constantly living in the sin and that also means uh, fake prophets have you ever seen or encountered a fake prophet because when I'm going through my social media, I see this guy that says that Jesus' real name was not Jesus, it was Joshua. Not Joshua, Joshua. Then another thing that he said that Jesus did not get nails in his hands. He got he got them in his lock. It, if you guys don't know what lock is, it's right underneath your hand and it prevents you from moving your hand. So he says that he got nails in that so he couldn't move. But in reality, we know that he got in his hands. Why do you think that all fake prophets are just deceive people? Um, well, the Bible talks about how there will be false prophets to try to lead us away from the path that leads to Jesus. Um, so I believe that they're just here to corrupt people and... They don't want to lead people to Jesus. I feel like um, pride comes with that too. You know, people think they're right, you know, and they have the answer and they have the truth. When we should look away from, you know, what we think as humans and look to what God says, you know, in the Word. Because He gave us the Word for a reason. We should look at that for, you know, wisdom. We should study it ourselves to know what the truth is. Because God gives us the truth plain and simple right there. All we got to do is read the, the Bible, you know. And what people want to do is... Well, what the enemy wants to do is he wants to lead as much as people as he can away from God. And so, you know, I think, you know, I don't think every, you know, false prophet and false teacher are, are you know, maybe worshippers of the devil, right? Or they work for the devil, but they are demonically um, driven, you know, to think their own things and to say, you know, I'm right because, you know, it's me. When really we should be looking at the Bible, you know, God gives us the truth. Okay. So when people are living in darkness, it's uh, sin. 
the most the most people the most things that people are living is drugs, alcohol, and sex out of marriage. People are so caught up and doing the things that their friends are doing, but don't realize that they're doing. Cause I know that happened to you, but when I was in middle school, and people always talk about drugs, but mostly alcohol. They used to talk about alcohol. The most thing they talked about drug related was vaping. Vaping was very popular when I was in about in seventh, eighth grade. It was very popular. Then it was alcohol. You seen people drink alcohol when it was Saturdays and Sundays and Fridays. They would go out to parties and drink when they were underage. And right now in society, people are so caught up in having sex out of marriage. They think it's cool. Because they think if you don't have sex and lose your virginity, you're not you're not cool. You're not like how to put this in words. You will you always, you'll be a loser for for that. Why do you think that people are so caught up right now? Um, I think that you know. Well, it says that um, you know sin will be like reaching a climax, right, and a peak before Jesus comes, right, and we are obviously living in end times, and so now, like, it is, um, socially, not socially, it is, um, normalized, you know, to do all these things, and I think it is also, like, we, it says that, you know, people are going to live by the flesh, right, and so emotion is, it goes with the flesh, you know, like, the flesh is driven by emotions, you know, and not what truth is, right, we should be walking by faith, you know, not emotions, and so these emotions, they want you, you know, maybe you feel left out and you're like, maybe I should be cool, right? And fit in socially with other kids, you know, so I'll go do drugs, I'll go have sex, I'll go, you know, do all these things. Or, um, you know, some people just like the thrill of it. Some people, you know, like the emotion and they're trying to fill this emptiness that only, you know, God can focus. He has, um, he is the way, the truth, and the life, you know, not, nothing else will lead to God, you know, the Father, if it isn't Jesus. And so all these things were really driven by emotion in the flesh, and um, it's it's, it's going to keep, you know, rising and increasing over time. Um, I agree. I definitely see uh, basically advertisement of all this online. I see people smoking, putting it on their stories, drinking, putting it on their stories. Um, it's basically okay to have sex outside of marriage because school teaches sex ed now and gives out free condoms so i think this is why people think it's normal so because when you have sex out of marriage you connect into that person physically emotionally and spiritually and when it just you just have it for the one time and break up or just separate they have that empty space because i think because when they do that they have to feel empty and they want to just fill it in with drugs, alcohol, more sex, but in reality, they're they're missing that key to to life, to eternal life. So, right now, it just it's a continue, but I want to say this is off topic. There will be another another episode error. It'll be a bonus, my first bonus episode. It can be the same thing with my two special guests but now another topic to do so back to the conversations 
you have anything to relate to what we're talking right now? Um, a lot of my friends think that um, me saving myself from marriage, save, um, abstinence from alcohol and drugs is um, odd, but basically because all of this is normalized in our society. <laughs> I, f- I feel what you're saying because it says that when the end times are, they can be the days like Noah. They not familiarized the days of Noah. People were killing, people were drinking, doing drugs, having sex out of marriage. And Noah said to stop, repent, God's gonna flood the earth. And he built a boat. Do you guys know how long it took Noah to build a boat? About 200 years. And people thought he was crazy. But at the end, when God flooded the earth, they wanted to go inside. But he said, I can't, I can't open the door. I, I wasn't the one that closed it. So they think that. And right now in society, we're living the days of Noah. I think that we are. You know, it says in the Bible that it'll, it'll be like the days of Noah. Right? And so... Our um, goal and our mission is to give as much as we can of the gospel of Jesus, you know, and how he is the way, the truth, and the life. Um, Because uh, Jesus is coming back soon. He's coming back really soon. You know, we can't waste time. Everything's getting worse. Everything's reaching a climax. And so we need to start spreading more of the gospel, you know, giving the word. And, um, well, God has his remnant, right? He has his people, like Noah, you know, and his family. He had those, he had, like, they were righteous. They, they loved God, they stayed by God. And God used them, you know, for, for an escape, right? A narrow, a little narrow escape. Um, many people were going to go to, go to hell because, you know, they didn't want to listen. And in Proverbs 29, 1, it says, um, He that is often reproved yet stiffens his neck will be, um, broken suddenly beyond remedy. And what... Um, those weren't the exact words, but um, basically, you know, if you get um, reproved often, which is like you are corrected and, you know, you don't take it and you stiffen your neck and you're like, no, I don't want to listen, you're going to be broken beyond repair. So like how they wanted to get into the, the ark of Noah after it was too late, you know, it, there's no coming back from that. There's no repair from that. You know, you're going to be broken. You're going to go to hell for eternity if you don't listen, right? And the goal is, you know, eternal life in heaven, you know, in paradise with Jesus. And um, it is definitely, you know, like the times is going to get, you know, even worse now, but it's like the times of Noah. And just as the times of Noah, people thought Noah was crazy, people now think that we are crazy. So, we all know we are brothers and sisters through Christ. We came from Adam and Eve. But also, in that in the years that went after them, there was Noah. So do you think that we're we're still brothers and sisters to Christ, but if we go back, we we came from Noah. Do you guys think that, or because Noah and his kids and his, the kids' wives went into the ark with him? Do you think we all came became descendants from Noah as well as Adam and Eve? Um. Yeah. Uh, so basically, we all come from Adam and Eve, but. 
God wiped the earth from everyone else and only Noah and his family were left. So I do believe that we do come from Noah. Yeah, um, we do come from Noah, right? You know, and uh, I think we're all, you know, we might not be related now, like, you know, specifically because of blood and how it's different for everybody. Because there's so many people here on the earth now and it's, um, there's different ethnicities. I think it is, and there's different races, and all these things, um, but, you know, all those who are covered with the blood of Jesus Christ, right, and born again, we're all brothers and sisters through Christ, and that's right. Yeah, you guys make some good points. So, right now, I'm going to do a little segment. It's going to be a little different, so, just... I'm gonna let ladies first, Jackie go. You know, what has God changed in your life? Um, so during these past few months, um, I've been uh, feeling a little dry, and basically, God revealed to me that it was because I wasn't being vulnerable enough with Him. I wasn't giving him everything that I was, and so God's changing me so that I could give him my whole heart, so that he could do what he has for me. Um, for me, um, it's, it's God, you know, he had to change everything in my life, because, you know, we drift so far away from God, and, um, well, what God has to do, he has to straighten us onto the path that he has, and so... You know, God started somewhere, right? And he's making this curve that is still... My life is still changing, you know? I'm not perfect. I'm not gonna, you know... I'm not gonna stay standing on my feet. I'm gonna fall sometimes, right? But God being rich in mercy, he continues to, you know, curve this this path that I'm on to then align with his path. And um, so God is still changing my life right now at this moment, you know, and he's gonna keep changing it until, you know, we're all made new. And we go to heaven. Okay. So right now I'm gonna just ask a few more questions and we can go to the end sec the end. So we can ask each other questions. So what think that when we try to spread the gospel on platforms our fellow Christians, our fellow brothers and sisters Get, get the videos taken down because of that? I think because, well, first, you know, the world loves the darkness and hates the light. Um, and so they don't like light. They're going to do whatever they can to stop the light from shining. Um, they're going to, you know, take down videos. They're going to isolate Christians. They're going to, you know, do everything in their power to get away from God's light, right? Obviously, they can't overpower God. So, you know, that's not going to work. But I think it's just because they hate the light. They hate it. And so they don't want anything to do with it. Um, yeah, I agree. Um, they don't want to see light content. And they don't want people to see the truth. So they take it down. Okay, I'm going to ask one more question so we can wrap this up. What thing, because you got to have the power to to command the angels to come and save him but instead he took that pain 
The cross was about 300 pounds or even more. We don't know how heavy the cross was. But knowing that he carried that cross and didn't kind of say, angels come save me. Because people were spitting at him, throwing everything at him. He could say, angels come save me and, and kill these people. But he didn't. Or neither did he just drop the cross and I had, I had enough. I'm done with you. I tried to save you. I've been nice to you. And all you do is just treat me bad. So what, is, what does that signify to your lives? Because if he didn't do that, we'd all be here right now. Um, I think, you know, first, God humbled himself. Um, that's the biggest um, humble you've ever seen anyone, you know, be. You know, God humbled himself from being God, right? To being God in the flesh. To being, to submitting, you know, to the flesh, right? Like, he, he's not going to disobey God, you know, and um, do whatever he wants because um, Jesus is equally God, but he humbled himself in such a way that he would take, you know, the punishment for all of our sins. And um, so, you know, carrying that cross, he had to do it because he loves us, you know. He did it because he loves us, and he did all these things, you know. He took it all, being obedient to his Father, and... Um, I was reading Peter, First Peter, I think it was, um, and it talks about how we should take the example that Jesus gave us, you know, being obedient to, I took it as being obedient to God, you know, obedience is what he asked for. Um, I agree. Um, God, just how my brother said, God did humble my, himself, and this just shows how selfish humans are, and it also shows how God, how worthy God is of our praise and our worship and um, of us submitting to him because how he first wanted us um, shows how great his love is and how we should give him our whole heart. Okay. I'm going to wrap this up by asking questions and you guys can ask me questions. All right. So what is something that God has done in your life that surprised you? God surprises me all the time. Not really surprises me, but um, shocks you. It's like it's like amazing. It's like wow, God, you know you're awesome that you can do these things. And sometimes I just need a reminder, right, that God is um, God is great and almighty and powerful, and He could you know do anything, you know, and He loves us so much that He blesses us beyond you know what we deserve. And so that's just like you know, wow, God, that's crazy. That's awesome. Um, God blesses me in so many ways that I'm shocked with him almost every day. Um, he, just by the simple fact of waking up and of having health and just feeling peace, because many days I've felt um, anxious, sad, and just when God gives me that peace, um, I'm just surprised at how awesome it is to be with God. So, what may be on fire for God? Simple. It's just the Holy Ghost overpowering, you know, everything else. And the, just the desire, you know, to love God. You know, and I might be, not be strong enough to, you know, continue. But um, God says that He is our strength. So, it is the strength of God that keeps me going. Yeah, because we all work inside the church. Jackie, you played the drums. 
and also sing. Jose, you on Wednesdays you hold the door. Me, I work. I work with the little kids. I work in the cell system, the cameras in the door, and helping people see the seat when it's on Sunday. So, the, those things working for God, what makes you feel on fire? Um, feeling His presence makes me feel like overwhelmed with this amazing joy and um, it gives me the the want to keep going and um, I don't know it's just something unexplicable you know you have to you have to see it for yourself right um, Psalms 34 8 oh taste and see that the Lord is good blessed is he that trusteth in him so you know you gotta you gotta do it you gotta try it for yourself yeah, basically God's love, God's um, presence, His promises that tell us that He's always with us, that He'll never leave us. This um, gives me strength to just keep going and stay with Him. Okay, the final question I have for you guys is, what do you think that God has planned for you? Um, well, I don't think I know what God has planned for me. But I know that God has a plan and that I have a small part in his plan. So I'm happy with just knowing that God's going to, you know, use me because he wants to use me. And I don't deserve it, but I know that God has something amazing that he's going to do. And he's going to glorify him. He's going to glorify himself. And, um, well, I have no idea, you know, what I'm going to do with my life or what I'm going to do for God. So we'll see, you know, I submit to his will and to whatever he wants from me. Um, I agree, same here. I can't say that I know what God has planned for me, but I know that His plan is um, perfect and that He will follow through with His plan. Because we all have goals inside the church. Is your goals always the same? Do you all just want to stick to the choir and to helping others? Or do you want to actually branch out? Um, Will you ever like like to preach a day? Basically, I want what God wants for me. If even if even I I don't know what that is, I just want to fulfill whatever He has for me, because I know that that is the perfect place where I will be because that is what He has for me. Yeah, I agree with that. You know, um, you know, just let the Holy. Holy Ghost guide you, you know, God has um, this plan, right, and it's not going to be the same exact thing, because that's religion, right, religion is just the same routine, you know, you keep going, same thing, same thing, and I think God, you know, has this plan that's not going to be so basic, you know, he has so many parts going on, and, um, you know, he has his people to work, and we're all the body of Christ, and I do think we have specific places where we are, you know, gifted, you know, because God gives us these gifts and specific parts to be in the body of Christ. But um, God, you know, can and will glorify himself in whatever he can. So, you know, if the Holy Spirit's guiding you, you know, go ahead and do it. You know, take a take a leap of faith. God knows what he's doing and he'll take care of you. Okay. Now it's time for you guys to ask me questions. Okay, so a question I have for you is, how can someone better their relationship with God and how have you bettered your relationship with God? So a way that someone can better their relationship with God is to talk to him and read the Bible. That's a good way for you to start 
growing your relationship with God. Because it says that in the your secret place with God is in your room with the door shut. That's the closest thing you can get with God. Also, you can pray to Him, God, what can I do to serve you? That is the way, oh, look, this person wants something that He can do for me. And that's how I have been my relationship with God. I, I had a bunch of bumps in the road, but I truly came to His feet. And when I when I feel His presence, I know when His presence felt because I bust into tears. Because it's rare for me to bust into tears. But when I feel His presence, I bust down to tears. Another um, question? Well, do you think... What do you think um, should be an answer to people who think that there are so many contradictions in the Bible? Like, you know, nothing can separate us from the love of God. You know, people might say, you know, well, I don't I don't see God's love. You know, people might say things like that. What do you think you should say? Or that, should that, that's a good one. And you can also refer to it because people say, oh, how can you know? How, how can you know God exists? Or... How do you know that he's here? That you can counter it by saying, how do you know the wind's here? How do you know the air is here? If you can see it, you can touch it, you can feel it, but you know it's there. It's the same thing with God. You can see him, you can touch him, but you can feel his presence. Um, another question that I have is, how do you keep your focus on God while living in this corrupt world? How I view it, because... I learn from my mistakes. If you guys see me in school, I go from one class to another class. I don't need to say talking to a person for a long time. I even stay alone cause I, when I eat. Because all these contradictions, people try to picture you as perfect, as saints. So, I don't talk to no one at school. Just, just chit chat and that's it. Just say, how are you doing? Yeah. That's all I do to my friends, my comrades. So, another thing is that people always picture Christians as as they saw, as they think of God, perfect with no sin. So that's what I'm trying to get that we. That when I try to live in this world and focus myself with God, I focus on what He said, what He's doing in my life. Because when I see, because uh, you need to view the world spiritually, not just physically, but spiritually. And then you see all those enemies surrounding, surrounding the good people, trying to make them sin. Yeah, I agree with that, definitely. Because... Um, in this world, you know, everything is so distracting, everything's so, you know, appealing to the flesh, right? And so how you said, you know, you have to look at it spiritually, you know, not just um, this physical world that we're in, right? Spiritually, it's um, greater than what we think. Um, so to keep focus on God, you know, God should be our number one, right? Um, he should be the main focus of our life, you know, He should be above everything else. And if he's above everything else, you're going to constantly be talking with him. You're going to constantly be for him, right? Thinking about him. And if um, you're constantly thinking about him and for him, you're going to have this connection with him where you just you just focus on him. Like, Lord, I know, you know, 
you'll have your way. I know you will be first, right? So yeah. Alright. You have any more questions? No, that's it. Alright. I'm gonna wrap this up. But guys, don't for, don't forget there'll be a bonus episode at seven. This episode is gonna release at six. And I made a Facebook page so you can go for updates and you can and there you can ask for prayers for anything else that you need. And I'm gonna wrap this up. Thank you, God bless you all. And thank you to my very special guests. Well guys, I'm Martin. Jacqueline Ortiz. Jose Ortiz. And God bless you all.